Hello and welcome to Bringing Education Home. I'm Herb. And I'm Christina. Together we are bringing you ideas about education, entrepreneurship, and relationships that are both inside and outside the box. If you like the show, be sure to follow Christina on Facebook. And make sure you leave us a review or a comment on your favorite podcast platform. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Nadine Rajet. Um, Nadine is a coach for parents and teens, an engineer, a best-selling author, and a mother of four. Originally from Lebanon, Nadine has traveled extensively before settling in New Zealand with her husband and children. Nadine provides heart-centered coaching for families worldwide to help teens overcome stress and distractions and build confidence and self-motivation. She also works closely with moms to help them handle parenting triggers and develop genuine connection with their kids. She believes that building a brighter future for the planet starts with empowering our younger generation. Welcome, Nadine. Thank you for being here. I am super excited. Sorry, because we have another international guest. She's in New Zealand and we're here in America. So it's wonderful to get a different perspective. Yeah, thank you for uh, having me here. I'm so uh, honored to be here and to be able to contribute to uh, and speak to your community as well. Yeah. Wonderful. And Nadine and I have a connection through that, through our um, education series that we're both presenting at, the Family Education Series for Amazing Parent Network. So if you happen to be listening in February and March of 2023, it is live. You can find links for that as well. So Nadine, thank you so much. Um, As we get started, tell us a little bit about what made you want to become a coach. What is it about parents and teens and what's kind of happening in either New Zealand education or or American education that parents and teens need some support? Yeah, well, actually, coaching was never on my uh, radar. It was never on the things that I wanted to be. Uh, I uh, I am an engineer. That's my uh, main, uh, you know, my main career. But as part of my engineering career, I uh, started volunteering in uh, in schools to talk about uh, STEM subjects and uh, to give advice to high school students who do want to go into engineering, and. I realized uh, I really like to work with kids this this age. And um, now I'm a mom of four. So my eldest son is uh, is 15 and a half. And as my kids grew older, you know, I started uh, a little bit on uh, a little bit of self-research on parenting. And um, I'm I'm also a person who likes to uh, do a little bit of self-development and get educate myself Mm -hmm. so I do have a little bit of tools in my pocket and when I started um, working with kids and teens in my volunteering um, uh, in my volunteering sessions Mm -hmm. I realized oh I can help them and there is a connection now when the pandemic hit and uh, everything turned to online learning i realized uh, i can i will start an online service to help as much as i can and that's how it started uh, i decided to take it professionally and i actually got my certification in team coaching and like I, the idea was planted and i'm building on it like i I, I do want it to become um, 
uh, my mission in life from now on. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you, you never know how these things uh, come online. Yeah. It's just um, a matter of you being open and uh, realizing sometimes that the events of life really push you into things you, you'd, you'd never expect you'd be in. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And um, here in New Zealand, we were a little bit behind the world in terms of the pandemic, you know, while the world was uh, thrashing about and uh, getting confused. Mm -hmm. um, New Zealand had a little bit of time to prepare because they knew what was coming. Uh, and because it's an island, uh, we, we had uh, a little bit of control. Mm -hmm. um, of course, it, it ended up here eventually, right. um, but there was a sort of planning to it. Mm -hmm. uh, again, though, schools did suffer a lot mm -hmm. um, with the um, uh, lack of staffing and uh, kids doing online learning, a very new thing here. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, yeah, there, there was a really big... Um, uh, sort of, you know, chaos thing that happened. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just like here. Uh huh. And a lot of the yes. stress, yeah, the kids took it really hard because, you know, the being in school and what was going on with the schools, especially in America, you know, there were there was that added so much fear and stress to these kids these days that there's they just had no outlet for it and they didn't have anywhere to go. So, is that is that what you were experiencing? Is that yes. Mm -hmm. and, yes, exactly. And and what tools and what advice were you were you giving to these kids as as you came online? So how, what is the help? What is the what is the message that you were giving to these kids to help them through this time? Yeah, well, the first message was actually to the parents themselves, because I felt that the parents also contributed to that panic, panic and chaos. Mm -hmm. uh, the, it was a, a new thing that um, if you as a parent were, if you were not grounded enough, if you were not centered enough, mm -hmm. uh, it did, it did uh, trigger you a lot. Mm -hmm. And so, so, so yeah, I tried as much as I can to talk to the parents first to tell them that this is what your kids are going through and you're responsible for making the environment around them. Um, you know, a little bit more um, uh, aligned to 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 support them. Right. So that that was the first uh, that was the first key step. And now, for for the teens themselves, again, they're um, the the most important thing that I, that I focused on was that sort of connection first between them and their family, and. You remember you were talking about how they they didn't have an outlet um, again they sometimes a lot of teens use school as an outlet from home mm -hmm. um, as um, you know as a as a break from um, from the some some family relations are stressful uh, so so that was a big thing um, focusing on connection between the parent and the teen and um, really telling them that it is a two-way communication. Um, both 
parties are to um, listen, you know, actively listen to the Act other person. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and give them space mm -hmm. and not project their, uh, whatever they're going through on the other person. Mm -hmm. And like the active listening part, really listening to what they're going through and, um, and coming to it from a place of uh, love and willingness to mm -hmm. make things work. Because if, if, if they're coming to it from a place of, oh, uh, this is not going to work anyway, or um, I'm, I'm being righteous here, it's the other person's fool, um, it, it really doesn't work. And, and both the parent and the teen need to understand that. Like, each of them are going through a hard time. So this sort of understanding and compassion for the other party is really important. I love, um, I love hearing that because that's part of our message that we also bring to our parents and vibrant family education is the same thing. That communication is super vital and it has to be a two-way street. And so you have to make those connections. You have to understand what the other person is talking about. Like you said, give compassion, give grace for all of those people. That is a great way to get started. So uh, I'm also a coach. So I've gone through coaching certifications, not, not for teens. Um, mm -hmm. And with the, what, what we're finding in the school is these communication issues aren't just missed by the kids. It's a multi-generational thing. It, it, mm -hmm. it started just a couple of generations ago when they started like the, the extended family stopped living together because that community, that ability to communicate in the family was taken away. And then the kids were taken to school and separated. So for, for now two or three generations, we've had kids learning at school and parents and not necessarily doing that. So the parents today learning together are also needing to learn how to do the exact same things their children are doing. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not just the kids that are, that need this, this mm -hmm. information. And so I, I love how you said first that you need to bring the parents into it and how much of this mm -hmm. is also back to the parents. So it, would you like to elaborate on that at all? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'd, I'd like to start by saying that uh, we have been living in a lot of entitlement recently mm -hmm. in the recent years. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel as if... Uh, parents themselves like okay they they want the school to do everything mm -hmm. or oh, it's all the school's responsibility when actually the education system was just to build to uh you know develop academic skills for kids mm -hmm. that was the original um you know foundation and as somehow it it's not growing fast enough to um uh keep up with the, how society is growing mm -hmm. with all the parents being busy at work with all the you know increasing demanding responsibilities mm -hmm. and as you mentioned the the breakup of the family structure where uh, we're not really living in a, um, community in, in, in an yeah in a community yeah. exactly um, and it's, it's up to the parents to do everything. Mm -hmm. Now, I've experienced this, this firsthand. Um, 
I'd, I'd like to say in Lebanon, we, we still have that extended family structure. Mm-hmm. It's very, uh, I'm, also, I'm also a village girl. I come from a village in the mountain. Uh-huh. And it's very um, mm-hmm. normal for, um, uh, for parents and grandparents to be living in the same house. Yes. Uh, or to be living right like right next door and mm-hmm. um, as as well as the you know the uncles and the aunts they're like yes. very near each other right now um i started traveling when i was still a very young mom um and um we lived in um, mostly in the emirates and we traveled a lot and our kids grew up also it was just us myself and my husband and my kids um, now, my husband gave me a lot of support, but again, this extended family that, um, you know, my parents and my parents, my kids' grandparents and their aunts and uncles, they, they were not there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it does make a very big difference in terms of the child's um, communication skills, sense of belonging, um, uh, experiences with different people uh, it, it makes a very big difference um, the lifestyle that we live is that it's just um, the, the typical lifestyle is the family school you know a few friends on the weekend maybe the sports club parents right. and and unless you involve your child with uh, activities or clubs or um, you know whatever extracurricular activities right uh, you you do feel isolated mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that's um, now New Zealand where you are right that's how you're kind of feeling now and yeah at the start at the start when I arrived in this country because um again a new country a new community right. and not no new friends uh, so yeah you do feel it that way mm-hmm. and um it's up to the parent to be active and to get involved and to um uh get out of that uh, again that entitlement uh, mindset that uh, the school should be doing everything yes um yeah change starts at home that's mm-hmm. what i always say and uh blaming other external parties does not really help it doesn't put us in a resourceful state you know we have to start taking ownership for how our kids want to to uh, grow up and how and what they want to become we have to start taking ownership ownership for the role that we play I absolutely love that and agree with that. And again, that's one of the messages that we as Vibrant Family Education tries to give our parents as well. Um, Because if we're helping our families educate at home or educate, extend the education at home, then we want to make sure that the kids are seeing what the parents are doing, how they're reacting to, you know, different stresses and also teaching them those pivotal moments, you know, oh, mom's upset. Why is she upset? How is she handling it? And can I put that into my life in the future? So yeah, all of that is just pivotal. That's so important. Yes, yeah. And um, I, I have a quick tip for parents who feel uh, they feel lost or where to start with this. That's awesome. um, 
yeah yes so i i usually um my role as a parent i like to put it under under two big umbrellas uh, the the first umbrella is uh, your kids well-being and that's your whole the kids holistic well-being mm-hmm. both physical emotional mental social uh, cultural spiritual and economic like mm-hmm. all all the parts of the well well-being that um, they're the foundation for your kid to thrive Yes. Um, and the other big umbrella is the kids' authentic identity, who they are, who they are becoming, mm-hmm. and the, you know their own uniqueness. Right. And yeah. So, as when you as a parent focus on just these two big things, mm-hmm. the other things start falling into place. Um. For example, uh, maybe you're worried about academics, but when you've got the holistic well-being piece in place, you know they're they're perfectly healthy. They're they're developing good. They have the capacity to deal with new skills and new learning. Yes. And when you're working on the self-identity bit, which is um, helping them develop their talents, helping them grow. Um, into the things that they love uh, this this develops self-motivation in them they, it develops um, you know a love of learning in them their curiosity once you've got these two in place they will excel academically because you know they're excited about learning this this um, they're, they're excited about learning this new skill they are they have the capacity so so they will thrive yeah and um it, one thing to note here if uh, see the identity piece is very crucial because um suppose okay you're teaching them a subject and they don't know how to tie that subject to to their identity like they don't know how they it will impact them uh you got to let them know what's in it for them instead of like teaching them math. Right. No, tell them really what's in it for them. Where do we use math in life? How, how can we apply it? Uh, how, if you, if in the future you, you, you need math, like in finances, it's, yeah. it's part of who you are. It, you got to tie it in. And but- that, that instills in them the, the motivation, the excitement to exactly. learn about it. That, that's part of the basis of, of our school system is the teaching of the kids at an early age, those things that you were talking about. Because right now in school, they're just taught, they're taught facts. In the they're taught school. they're taught what the government right now wants them to know, not necessarily what the parents want them to know. So they're being taught very specific things that don't necessarily help them grow in life help them learn how to learn help them be happy so there's this weird almost indoctrination of our children instead of teaching them how to be human and also to learn because if if you can get those then all the rest of the stuff as an adult starts to fall into place so you 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 listed those eight sections that you that you started to talk to those kids about the parents in most of the parents right now don't have that information either. Yeah. 
So that, so, so we do need to teach the kids. We do need to get the adults in that too, but we do need to get that earlier in the education system as well. So I applaud you right now for, for what you're doing and, and bringing this information out. And it just feels so aligned with what we're doing. So, so I want to, to thank you thank you for that there in the middle of that. Mm -hmm. um, so as you are working with the teens are the parents picking it up more are they are they coming along or are they entitled handing it off to you hoping their kids just get better it depends on the parents mm -hmm. and um i i do get very honest and i do it from a place of tough love you can say uh, because um, I did notice that as a coach, uh, sometimes also, you know, um, parents expect me to do the work. Uh, again, they become entitled. Uh, when um, my job as a coach is actually to shine light on areas um, that need improvement and to teach the tools that are needed but it's up to the parent and the teen to implement the tools and to stay accountable for themselves. And um, again, it depends on the parents and where they are coming from. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think a lot of factors come into play, um, cultural factors, social factors, um, and, um, the childhood programming of the parent, uh, how they brought, how they were brought up, mm -hmm. um, and a lot. I think a lot of issues that rise up in um, with the parents are due to something that happened in their own childhood, mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I, I'd like to say that we either pair sometimes if we are not mindful, if we are not really taking responsibility for our parenting style. We either do exactly what our parents did, or we do the exact opposite. Uh, that's how right, I find. Right now, the exact opposite seems to be, because my generation, we were more kind of stricter parents, kind of kept our kids kind of in line. And now parents are afraid of their children, especially in the United States because of, of weird laws that, that so they get afraid of their children and so they don't parent them anymore. Like, oh, they'll just, yeah. the way they're going to develop. And it's like, no, they still need guidance and they still need structure to help them develop. Yeah, my parents did this and now I'm hands off. It's like my son won't, won't even talk to me anymore because, you know, the, so it's like weird, weird stuff happening between mm. generations right now. Yes, yes. And it, um, it doesn't work like you you really need a parenting strategy that is well aligned first of all with uh with the needs of your child with their own uniqueness and second of all with the values that you have you know as a family you 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 can't just wing it no. you need to really be clear on the values of your family and on your vision that you as a parent want for your kids. Mm -hmm. Now, it, it, it's not necessarily getting attached to the vision, 
But of course, part of the vision is, you know, their happiness, their success, their ability to handle life uh, properly. See, it can be a very broad vision. Mm -hmm. You get to bring into it the values that you want. And this is what I always tell parents at the start of my coaching program. Mm -hmm. What do you value as a family? What's important to you? Um, what are the, you know, non-negotiables? Right that you will not tolerate. And, and then we sit down and look at these values and we see whether uh, they are coming from a place of love, mm -hmm. whether they are coming from a place of fear and insecurity. I love because, it. Because, yeah, um, when, you, uh, when you're thinking, when you're afraid, when you're really worrying about your kid's future, you're, or your, um, or maybe some some uh, you know bad experiences happen to you as a kid, and you don't want your kids to go through the same because you're afraid. This fear does not really help you set pure uh, goals and pure visions for your kids. Mm -hmm. You need to always come back to uh, you know that place of love and caring. You need to put the the you know the bigger possibilities the 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 positive um, the positive visions you know the the very uh, you know big dreams and you need to put it from a place of love uh, for for your kids um, part of that is the connection that you were trying to make with academics you know if you're going to teach them math show them the bigger picture later of what career or how it could help them later. The values are kind of the same way. Why do we want these values? Why are these good for us? Because later in our life, it can impact this and this and this. So making that connection, I think, is part of what you're saying there. Yes, yes. And, um, and, and once you're aware of your values, you can really pinpoint uh, how you're projecting them on your kids uh -huh. um, yeah I, I know a lot of parents want their kids to go down this career path uh -huh. but you know their kids are just not interested and and their parents want them to go down this career path because they just want them to be successful they want them to be you know financially uh, successful they want them uh -huh. to have a respected title uh -huh. why because in the parents opinion this career will give you the status and it's up to the parent to come back to their values and question the you know the beliefs that uh, that they're putting behind these values and they get to accept that we do live in a different world today that mm -hmm. there is a gap between how things were done 10 20 years ago even even yeah. five years ago right. and and how uh, and how we're doing things now yes that acceptance piece is very very important um and i tell parents to embrace that gap mm -hmm. it, it, and what do i mean by embrace i mean to be willing to uh you know to deal with it not just say uh, uh no, I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to stay in my, um, stay going on my own plan or um, a lot, 
a lot of parents just, you know, they want to hide it under the carpet, pretend that uh, it's not there. Um, I, I don't want to deal with it. Um, when we embrace challenges, we really grow. Yes. Um, that, that's when the magic happens. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, I was going to tell, yeah, I was going to say this. Maybe I said it before, parenting is a two-way relationship. Yes. We are here to learn from our kids as much as they are to learn from us. Yeah, it's, it's amazing um, they can teach us. <laughs> yes, the, the, just mm -hmm. having that experience of, you know, being a parent, mm -hmm. having a child is an expansion to us parents. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's taking us to a whole new level. And we need to grow. We need to be willing to, you know, see the challenges, change and grow. Um, this is what I mean by embracing the gap right. uh, between, you know, parents and kids. One yeah. perspective that you have that I wanted to make sure that we touched on a little bit was that of immigrant families, families who are making those big changes, moving to different places. You said that, you know, you've learned a lot raising your children in different countries and things and how you, um, you know, work with that. So talk a little bit about what you tell parents or how you help families who are making those bigger changes in not just academics, not just location, but culture and stuff. Yeah. 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 And, um, I'd like to say that we're all immigrants in a way. Uh, so, so the, the points I'm talking to are for first generation or second generation immigrants where the experience is still a little bit fresh and um, uh, it's like directly impacting the, the, the dynamics of the family. And um, of course, the biggest thing to start with is um, creating always this loving and nurturing space for your kids, no matter what's going on outside and no matter the change, always have a sort of small daily routine where you show your kids that you, you love them, you're there for them, uh, you know, build that connection. That's yeah. very important. And um, the second thing is that, uh, again, be aware of your beliefs, be aware of your values. Now, as immigrant families, we are leaving some of the things behind on purpose. Mm -hmm. um, when we move to another place, we want something better than uh, what was already going on in the home country. Mm -hmm. So we really need to be mindful of which values we are leaving behind and which, we, and which values we're taking with us. Mm -hmm. um, during change, I know that the waters can get very muddy. They and um, with all the logistics happening, sometimes we just um, we're not present. Uh, the the easiest way for us to default to is the values that we grew up with. Mm -hmm. When if 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 a parent is stressed out, they will default to whatever is familiar and comfortable to them, yeah. which was how they were brought up. So you would be unintentionally bringing those values back with you, back uh, bringing them with you into the new environment. Mm -hmm. It and it's like 
I see the problems repeating again and again. It's not about moving out of the country, mm -hmm. yeah, or out of your home country. Mm -hmm. It's about you really um, not bringing those values with you. Mm -hmm. It's about you really, you know, making a choice that this is not what I want and being mindful. Yeah, you, you really um, mindful, especially through those kind of phases, because um, when you're going through change, your your character is what you build on top of your personality. Your personality is kind of what you're born with. It's the it's the how you operate. But as you as you grow, it's like, oh, this is how I operate, but I want to be different. So you put you put structures on top of your personality and that becomes your character. Mm -hmm. But when things get really stressful and your your cognitive stuff starts to 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 break when then you switch back to your personality all of the programs that you put on top intentionally mm -hmm. those go away and the the stuff that makes you up down below starts to come out and so that's kind of what you're talking about so that the mindfulness of of I'm moving into this new stressful situation I need to be really careful about about bringing the character I want, not the past, not not the, the good person. stuff I want forward. Yeah. So I really yeah, yeah. You said that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and un under this topic, I do like to mention the subconscious stuff that we sometimes bring with us, mm -hmm. that uh, things we're not even aware that we carry with us, right. and um, uh it's very important for parents to educate themselves on the concept of trauma uh, mm -hmm. and, and trauma in all of its faces, childhood right. trauma or generational trauma or ancestral trauma. Yeah. Uh, for me, generational and ancestral trauma was a very big thing. Um, I had a very happy childhood. My parents really uh, created a very uh, happy and positive environment for me. Mm -hmm. uh, however, their parents and their grandparents mm -hmm. did go through a very, um, they did go through hardships. You yes. know, as, as Lebanese people in the Middle East and with a very long history of uh, wars and, uh, you know, and conflicts, mm -hmm this suffering that happened to the grandparents gets passed down genetically mm -hmm. to the kids it's a genetic memory that your mind doesn't process it's there in the tissues of your body yeah. so yeah and uh i was a very sensitive child and sensitive children they're not just sensitive to the external environment but also to the internal environment, to what's going on inside them. And when you have this big um, generational trauma in your, in your cells, you sometimes feel uh, certain things that you can't explain. Right. Uh, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, you know, a lot of, um, uh, you know, you don't feel comfortable but you can't understand why that's happening. Yes. And th that's what, what I see in, um, I, bring it, I always bring it up for, for, in, for immigrants because that memory is still fresh right. and they need to be mindful. Sometimes 
their kids might be feeling a certain way or behaving in a certain way, or maybe an external event impacted them in a very big way. Um, and a lot of parents say, oh, what's the big deal? Why are you making this into such a big deal? Mm-hmm. But there is, and, and the kid that and the kid themselves they don't know and it but but that's what's going on uh, that's what's going on it's the generational trauma that that memory that's there inside them and they, they just don't know how to deal with it exactly. and, I love how yeah. you're reminding people of that because I mean you know even if you've been in the same country the whole time there's still some of that but yeah when it's fresh and new I love how it's you know, brought up and thought about how it could impact the kids. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, if for parents who want to know more about this, like um, there is a book uh, called The Body Holds the Score. Um, That's a great book. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I've written the author's name. Um, somewhere hang on um is that gabber mate i don't think so um i've written it here i've lost my notes Somehow I can't find it. Uh, 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 one more paper. Sorry, I get lost in my papers. Vessel okay. uh, van der Kolk. There we go. Yeah, the body keeps the score. Um, so for parents who want to learn more about trauma and um, how to deal with, with, with what I was talking about, it's... Um, I like to recommend somatic therapy, okay, uh, and 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 that includes um, uh, calming down the body without going into talking or thinking or you know telling the mind, okay, now take a break. We're just gonna work with the body, and um, it's a series of uh, breath work or physical touch or you know just being there with your. Uh, with your physiology without yeah. going into stories uh, in your head. I love yeah. another, another modality, another way to help with processing everything that's happening. Yes. Has happened. Yeah, exactly. Nadine, it has so, yeah. been so awesome talking with you. I, I know we can probably go on for a really, really long time. Um, as we are kind of thinking about wrapping up a little bit, is there anything specific that else that you wanted to make sure that you were able to say today to parents who, and parents and teens who are looking at, um, you know, either a traumatic experience or having some issues in their relationship? What the one or two things can you, would you really want to express? Yeah. I, I first want them to know that it's normal. Trauma is normal. Like a lot of um, the, our mainstream society gives it these negative uh, connotations and um, they say, ah, oh, it's, a, it's a bad thing. And it, but actually it's part of the human experience. Mm-hmm. And um, 
we have to stop uh, getting ashamed around it or uh, you know having these uh, uh, negativity around it we need to embrace it willingly that okay it does occur it's part of the human experience how can we deal with it and i want them to know that it's actually a good thing it's a growth thing mm -hmm. and i want them to think of it as um, uh, when they're growing a go a garden, all the uh, debris from the from the trees, the leaves, the dead twigs, and these go as uh, as compost, mm -hmm. and then from the compost, new things grow. Um, it we it's not a matter of uh, you know discarding all our past experiences. It's mm -hmm. a matter of transforming them and learning from them. That's what I want parents to know, that all these challenges that uh, they've gone through and that their kids are going through, they're not really to make us suffer. They're, they're there to give us fuel to grow. I love yeah. that analogy. Yes. I, I, have a, I have a nice analogy that I do with glass for that. So if you have a nice, clean piece of glass with no trauma in it, what do you do with it? You look through it and you don't see it and you call it a window. But if you traumatize that correct glass and you put cracks in it and you put colors in it, then it becomes a beautiful piece of stained art and people are gonna want to look at that glass. So a clear glass with no trauma is just a window. A, a person with, with no trauma is, is just, I, they're still a person, but, but there's no depth, there's no, you just kind of look through them because they're not really all there or they all are there, but they're not there. Yeah. So it's the trauma that makes the individual unique, unique and beautiful and, and shine mm -hmm. and different. Yeah. And rich. Yeah. Like rich soil. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So tell our um, listeners how they can get a hold of you if they want to find out more. And then also if there's any other events coming up where they can come and listen to you or find out more about your program. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm there online at uh, my website, the teensoulcoach.com. And um, uh, currently, like you mentioned at the start, I'm doing the family education series. I'm talking about all the six main areas of well-being that I uh, mentioned, the uh, physical, emotional, mental, social, uh, spiritual, economic, and cultural well-being. Yeah, so I'm I'm talking about these topics during the family education series. Um, what time? When? What day? Uh, they're on Tuesdays at uh, I think eleven a.m. EST. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Wonderful. All right. And um, I've, I've got a free uh, masterclass on my website for, uh, for mothers who feel overwhelmed, who, uh, who know that they want something more of their life, but they just don't know where to start. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. Thank you. And as always, all of Nadine's information will be in the show notes down below the link for this podcast. And we so appreciate your time 
and your wisdom and everything that you were sharing with us today. It's been a beautiful conversation. And, and your really message has been you. spot on. Um, what you're doing is so needed in this day and age, the, the bringing people back to being people as opposed to, to just fitting in. So, so the work you're doing is so incredibly needed and thankful. And I so appreciate, again, you being here and, and bringing that to the world. Uh, thank you for making this platform available to the world and for you know um, making this space. Yeah. You're very welcome. All right, listeners, that is it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure that you send us a comment or rate our, or yeah. <laughs> what was I going to say? Like, comment. Like, comment. Yes, exactly. And rate our podcast. Let us know how we're doing. Thank you, everybody, and have a wonderful week. Talk to you later.